Welcome to Season 1 of the Cafe Nervosa Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Taryn. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. You can find all Season 1 episodes in the feed right now. Along the way, we'll share some of our favorite moments, great jokes, guest stars we love, character moments that last, and other Frasier-related fun. In this episode, we're talking about Niles Crane. And for season one, that means a look at psychiatry in the 1990s and the unique comedic gifts of one David Hyde Pierce. So pour yourself a blend of 45% Cabernet and 55% Merlot and lay down on your antique fainting couch as we talk about season one of Frasier. Karen, please get us started. I would like to talk about how Niles serves as Frasier's inner voice. He tries to reason with Frasier and opens up what normally would be an internal conversation in Frasier to the audience. Uh, you can see this in the episode My Coffee with Niles, which is episode 24, where Niles asks Frasier if he's happy a year after moving to Seattle. This is a conversation that Frasier wouldn't have with just anyone. He opens up to Niles because he trusts him as a psychiatrist, and so we get insight into Frasier's character, and we have a clip of that. Why is it always so difficult between me and Dad? Oh, well, you might try looking at it from Dad's point of view. As a policeman, he was in a position of authority. That's been taken away from him. Railing against the world is his way of controlling his ever-shrinking sphere of influence. Yes, well, I, I do empathize with him. It just can't help wishing I could just kick that cane out from under him once in a while. And then he would land on Eddie. <laughs> well, the simple truth is, it's hard. I know you're trying. I am. And you know, sometimes I do see the fruits of my labor. Just the other night, Dad was watching TV and I'd fallen asleep on the couch and suddenly I stirred and felt something on my head and Dad was standing above me stroking my hair. Dad? Did he say anything? Yeah, well, he said, don't you think it's time you got a haircut? You're starting to look like Bozo. <laughs> you know, I, I know he was only covering, though, but what do you think? Probably wouldn't hurt to get a trim. D no. <laughs> Do you think he was covering? Oh, of course he was covering. You know, Dad. <laughs> Tough as nails on the outside, yeah. but on the inside, one giant spike. I think you're absolutely right that Niles plays a really important role in the show structurally in that he allows Frasier to have, as you say, what would be an inner monologue, have it outwardly so that the audience can participate in it. 
For sure, there are also times where Niles acts as Fraser's conscience, like in the episode Call Me Irresponsible. Niles tells Fraser that Fraser won't feel comfortable dating a woman whose relationship he he broke up, and Fraser sort of ignores him. And ultimately, Niles will be right. But again, it's that way we can look into Fraser's mind to get to the end point. Yeah, and understand what the character's thinking. Yeah, for sure. Another interesting thing about that clip is it shows how far they've come in the season, Fraser and Niles, as characters. Uh, in the pilot, they have a coffee at Nervosa, um, and they have a really impersonal chat where they talk about sort of like the standard updates you'd give to someone that you don't know that well. Uh, and this is at the end of the season when they've become really close. Niles is a character that the show absolutely needs in order to be successful. Frasier is a show about this upper-middle-class man. The character is Ivy League-educated, he's a psychiatrist, and he's essentially childless for the purposes of the show. This show aired from 1993 to 2004, and in that time or today, a character like Frasier isn't an everyman. He's not a common kind of person. He's too wealthy, too educated, very pretentious, uh, and certainly too self-important. Uh, but the brilliant thing about Niles is that he is more of all of these things than Fraser. He's richer than Fraser through his wife Maris and her family's urinal cake fortune. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, spoilers for later, sorry. <laughs> Uh, he's more respected as a psychiatrist, uh, partially because he actually practices psychiatry, whereas Fraser has taken the job in pop psychology. Uh, and Niles is more pretentious as well. So here's a clip from episode two, Space Quest. Uh, Niles is ordering a coffee at Cafe Nervosa, and you can hear his pretension creeping in. Hello there, Fraser. Oh, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> That's a nice way to greet your brother. Caffè latte per piacere. I'm sorry, Niles. This, I, it's just that I've been trying to read this book, and it seems no matter where I light, I get interrupted. Oh, The Holotropic Mind by Stanislav Grof. I love his conclusion that a change in breathing patterns can induce alternate states of consciousness. Great! Now you've ruined the ending. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was inconsiderate. <coughs> Mille grazie. <laughs> So, how's father? Father? You mean the man who's driving me crazy? The man who makes me dread the sight of my very doorstep. The man who just drove me out of my own home. How's work? <laughs> so yeah, you can hear there how pretentious Niles is when just trying to order a coffee. After Niles thanks the barista for his coffee in Italian, Fraser actually rolls his eyes at him. It's so important that we have Niles to roll our eyes at because it helps us accept Frasier as the more relatable character. It's really impressive that the writers and David Hyde Pierce were able to create this character that is all of these things, like all of these things to the nth degree, but is still enjoyable and lovable. And, and yeah, that he is the zany one against Frasier's regular guy, which has been established he is not. Absolutely, yeah, and it, I think it takes a very special actor to pull off that level of pretentiousness without making us dislike the character, and in this case, David Hyde Pierce is that very special actor. He certainly is. 
Another thing I love about Niles is when he's able to let loose. It's so unexpected and so enjoyable. In episode 23, Fraser Crane's Day Off, Fraser is sick, so Niles takes over his radio show to prevent Gil from taking over Fraser's time slot. And Niles is initially reserved about filling in for Fraser, but he takes Fraser's bait and really gets into it. And we have a clip of that. I just don't trust Gil Chesterton. I think he's after my time slot. Oh, Niles, will you stop it with the alcohol? What? <laughs> just can't let that smarmy little chow hound do my show for another day. I got anybody would be better. Niles. Niles, would, would you do my show for me? Yeah, Fraser, I think that fever of yours is making you delusional. Oh, no. I filled in for you when you were too sick to meet with your fear of intimacy group. I wasn't sick. They were just getting too close. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. It's probably a bad idea. Doing my show requires a set of abilities that you just don't possess. You have to be able to size up your, your patients very quickly and then dispense your advice in a an entertaining and insightful manner. Fraser, this pathetic attempt at reverse psychology is beneath you. Then you're not going to do my show? No, I am going to do your show, and I'm going to do it better than you ever dreamed of doing it. <laughs> so yeah, Niles is presented as, as so put together, and when he acts like a normal person, it's, it's great. I agree. David Hyde Pierce has such a talent for the version of Niles that is really tightly wound in like a, a contained spring that wants to explode. And uh, when we do get to see him being more casual, being funnier, being looser, it's great. It always pays off comedically. Niles also serves as our tie to the real practice of psychiatry. Here again, it's helpful to remember the time period that the show was created in. So it's the mid-90s, and the baby boomers are in their 40s, and the practice of psychiatry, while not common, is becoming more well-known to a, a larger group of people. Niles is often the way the show brings up real psychiatric practices and thinkers, and where Fraser works in popular entertainment, Niles is still an actual medical doctor. Fraser is too, but he just doesn't act like one. Niles has authority in the show, and as Taryn mentioned, he is the one that Fraser turns to for advice. Here's a clip from episode 19, Give Him the Chair, where Niles analyzes Martin's attachment to his trusty recliner. You know, Fraser, there's a perfectly sound psychological basis for getting rid of this chair. Oh, really? Well, enlighten me, doctor. With pleasure. Originally, Dad needed it to bridge the transition from his old apartment to life here with you, but as with all transitional objects, be they a teddy bear, be they a thumb, be they a blankie, be they a chair... Stop saying be they! <laughs> the point is, there comes a time when the healthy thing is to put these security objects aside and reassert your independence. Yes, of course. So what you're saying is that if I should, uh, say, go down to the store and buy Dad a new chair, throw this one in the trash heap, I wouldn't be doing it for me, I'd be doing it for him. Yes. And it would be a nice payback for the day he used your blankie to clean his service revolver. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, our time is up. <clears throat> First, stop saying be they is a classic. <laughs> it's a real classic. And second, while Frazier does know what he's doing in the world of psychiatry, you can see how Niles is better versed in the research and sort of traditional practice of psychiatry in these conversations. He's at least more willing to talk about it within the context of our show. Like, 
I can believe that Fraser knows this same stuff, but he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to bring up is how the pretentiousness that we associate with Niles as a character isn't fully established in season one. There's that time in the Winnebago where Niles puts on a backwards baseball hat, which is absolutely insane. Uh, And it's not uncommon for characters to grow as a series finds its way, but I just found it interesting to see that in the beginning of the season, pretentious Niles is there, but he's not the true... um, version that we'll come to love. Here's a bonus clip of Niles at the end of season one where he's questioning what would make someone want to drive a Winnebago. I don't want to disappoint him. (laughs) I'm sorry, Fraser. I am not a Winnebago person. Whenever I see one on the highway, I look into the driver's eyes, hoping to see something that would explain why in God's name he would ever want to do something like this. All I see is a death stare under the brim of a hat made out of Miller Lite cans. This is my final word. I'm not going. Hey, great news! Daphne's coming, too! And so am I! It's interesting in the first seasons how his idiosyncratic behaviors serve as quirks more than full character traits, but as the seasons go on, they become part of him as a more fully developed character. It's true that perhaps all of the characters, but especially Niles, in this first season are kind of an outline of what they will become. And these little things that we're picking up on here become major parts of who Niles will be for the rest of the series. For sure. So our next segment is 1990s Nonsense, where we discuss the aspects of the show that have not aged as well as others. Reminder time, it's been 25 years since Frasier premiered, and a lot has changed. Taryn, what nonsense do you bring? I'm bringing mental health jokes. We heard one in an earlier clip. There are a few of them throughout this first season, and they're... They're used as punchlines and also segues for Niles as reasons he needs to leave. And they're things like he has to get to his multiple personality disorder group because filling out the name tags takes a long time. And granted, some of them are kind of funny, but it undercuts the importance of seeking out a mental health professional to have those jokes so prevalent in the show. For sure. And these two characters of Fraser and Niles are supposed to be psychiatrists and representing the psychiatric profession. So it kind of sucks that they make people who seek mental health treatment the butt of their jokes. Precisely. The nonsense I would like to bring up is Niles and Daphne. I'm sorry, we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. Uh, But a glaring piece of nonsense from season one is how Niles idealizes Daphne, how he projects certain fantasies onto Daphne. It's not good. Something I noticed that the show does with his character is a lot of his jokes or the funny situations around Niles are based on his feelings for Daphne. 
I'd say that's probably about three quarters of Niles's jokes have to do with how he feels about Daphne, which is not great. Not great at all. Turning back to things we love about the show, it's that time where we recommend an episode for you from the first season. Taryn, what's your pick? I'm going with episode 23, Fraser Crane's Day Off. You get to see Niles let loose, and as a delirious Fraser says, he's scintillating on the radio. <laughs> he is scintillating. Great recommendation. Lauren, what are you recommending? I am choosing episode 17, A Midwinter Night's Dream. This is where Niles tries to rekindle his romance with Maris and ends up spending an evening with Daphne at his home. Uh, the Niles and Daphne stuff certainly isn't my favorite, but the gothic atmosphere created in this episode is pretty spectacular and there are some solid jokes throughout. Uh, all in all, it's a great showcase for the talents of David Hyde Pierce. It's also one of the first episodes we get to spend a lot of time with Niles, so it's a great introduction to his character and his life. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Check out the other episodes for this season of the podcast. They're in our feed on iTunes and Google Play, and on our website at cafenervosapodcast.com. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. Also, you should go right now and follow us on Instagram at Cafe Nervosa Pod. We're incredibly proud of that feed and you will enjoy it. Please also help us spread the word by telling the Niles to your Fraser, the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We'd like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Taryn, you're up first. This is a clip where Fraser and Niles are discussing how they want to make Martin more cultured. Outside of our last name and abnormally well-developed calf muscles, we have nothing in common with the man. <laughs> well, thank goodness we took after Mom. So how come he didn't acquire any of her sophistication? Well, maybe he was too busy working his tail off so that we could have the nicer things. You know, Niles, maybe it's time we tried to pay him back in some way. Expose him to some of the finer things so that... He'd stop lumbering through life like some great polyester dinosaur. I don't know, Dad's so set in his ways. Well, we all are at some point in our lives. Remember when you used to think that the 1812 Overture was a great piece of classical music? Was I ever that young? <laughs> no, you and I have to broaden Dad's horizons. Show him the world that he's only read about in TV Guide. <laughs> How about an evening of fine dining? Perfect, but where? Le Cigar Volant! <laughs> but can we really get in? I've been trying for months. Oh, please. Niles, you're forgetting the cachet my name carries in this town. Actually, I'm not. If the maitre d' happens to be a housewife, we're in. <laughs> Petty Niles is my favorite Niles. He's all our favorite, I think. What's your favorite, Lauren? For my clip, all you need to know is that this is the day after the poker game where Fraser tried to figure out which of Martin's friends was an ex-con. What can I get you? Uh, I'll have a decaf latte, and please be sure to use skim milk. I'll have the same. Got it. Two godless wonders. <laughs>
Thank you. Certainly playing fast and loose with his tips for a man who drives a van. <laughs> oh, 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 Fred. How was your encounter with Dad's poker buddies ah. last night? I must tell you, the picture of you trying to make conversation with Dad's blue-collar cronies all evening is priceless. When I told Maris about it, it was all she could do to keep her eyes from dancing. Actually, it was really rather interesting. You know, one of them actually did time in prison for fraud. Good Lord, what was he like? Actually, it's quite personable. You know, Dad, he's so judgmental. Uh, he is, and I've often condemned him for it. Yes. <laughs> for some reason, you know, just because the man was in prison, it seems to have marked him for life. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Not all criminals are recidivists. Mm -hmm. I've seen many cases where, after they've paid their debt to society, they've gone on to lead productive lives. Dad's just being narrow-minded. Mm -hmm. Yes, I almost had a sedate him when Daphne announced she was going to go out with him. <laughs> Frazier, I hope you're just yanking my giggle chain. 